Come on, give God the best praise you got. Come on, let's celebrate him. He is worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. If you have your Bibles, Daniel chapter 3, once again, let me thank you on two accounts on your benevolence and giving uh, towards our C.S. Hamilton Scholarship. And I hope that you have found uh, a deacon that you can once again help sponsor. They should be, have harassed all of you. Amen. Uh, and if not, come tell me. Amen. And, um, because it is for an important endeavor, and I think we can do it. Come on, let's give God praise in advance. That, and then secondly, thank you for your benevolence in us helping those who have been affected by the government shutdown, not just two, but some three paychecks. So I hope that you gave today uh, so that we can help that. And on this Wednesday, there are 44 TSA agents here. And on this Wednesday, the regional director is coming to meet with us because we want to do something special for them. Uh, so because of your giving, you're going to help us sponsor lunch for them and those things that they're doing. Give yourselves a hand for just the benevolence and gratitude for which you are. And I'm always in awe of you, Tabernacle, how you once again embrace being the hands and feet of Jesus and every little bit helps. And once again, as I tell everyone, you ought to give because you never know when the shoe is going to be on the other foot. And uh, we hope um, that we can just give a little relief uh, to those who go through difficult times such as this. Daniel chapter 3, we're going to conclude chapter 3 today. Uh, begin reading at verse 19 and conclude at verse 27. And here is the word of God. Nebuchadnezzar, his face purple with anger, cut off Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace fired up seven times hotter than usual. He ordered some strong men from the army to tie them up hands and feet and throw them into the roaring furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bound hand and foot, fully dressed from head to toe, were pitched into the roaring fire. Because the king was in such a hurry, the furnace was so hot, flames from the furnace killed the men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, while the fire raged around Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. Suddenly, King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm and said, didn't we throw three men bound hand and foot into the fire? That's right, O king. They said, but look, I see four men walking around freely in the fire, completely unharmed. The fourth man looks like the son of God. Nebuchadnezzar went to the door of the roaring furnace and called Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the high God, come out here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of the fire. All the important people, the government leaders and king counselors, gathered around to examine them and discover that the fire hadn't so much as touched the three men. Not a hair singe, not a scorch mark on their clothes, not even the smell of fire on them. For the time which is ours, I want to trouble your patience just a little while, guys. I want to talk from this thought today, fireproof faith. Look at someone and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I want a faith that's fireproof lift those hands to heaven and say Lord speak we need to hear you may be seated in the presence of our God fireproof faith I know this is hard to hear but I want to submit to you today that it is better sometimes going through it than to avoid it that's part of the economy of the kingdom is that he allows some things to happen and as much as it is tiring and many of our expectations perhaps getting in it we don't understand that there are greater lessons that God wants to teach us in the going through. But I feel you because the tension of that is for many of us is that we have a hard time embracing moments that oftentimes stretch us and put us into the unknown. It's difficult, my brothers and sisters, having to embrace the process of pain or for the sake of many of our situations, those experiences we can only call fiery trials. 
Fiery trials are unique, my brothers and sisters. That's what the enemy tries to throw our way, that in essence tries to get us not to commit wholeheartedly to God. And many times fire come as a consequence because of our faithfulness and fidelity to God. But I'm here to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, that all of us will have to experience fire. But I'm here to tell you that God gets glory us going through it than us just trying to avoid it on our own. That being said, I think that's powerful for us to recognize because there's a difference between going through and going to. Sweet singer of Israel wrote in the Psalm 23rd, he suggested it around the fourth verse, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He understood that through means that after a while I get through this, but God didn't intend for us to go to it, he intends for us to go through it. That, that's what brings us as we come to the conclusion of chapter 3 of Daniel. It's interesting now, these three Hebrew boys, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hadani, Michelle, and Azariah, you do understand they made a decision to have the, the convictions of their, of the commitment of their convictions. And what happened was they decided not to bow for the golden statue of King Nebuchadnezzar. And because of that, my brothers and sisters, now they have to face the consequences because the consequences of their convictions was that they would be thrown in a fiery furnace. But as the story concludes, my brothers and sisters, they go in one way, but they leave out another. Matter of fact, when they leave out, they have no traces of even being in it. And here's the good news. God is promoted and they are once again raised to a better level in Babylon. In other words, my brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you that what God wants you to understand is that when you go through things, my prayer is that you are fire resistant and not fire retardant. See, there's a different fire retardant means you burn slowly, but you still burn. But when God has a faith, when God uh, has us, when we are mature and our understanding of who God is, he doesn't make us fire retardant, he makes us fire resistant, which means it don't matter how hot it gets, it still can't burn our faith. <laughs> And I don't know who I come to preach to today. I'm not sure where you are. I'm not sure on the sojourn or journey or the placement that you are. But God sent me to tell you, just hang on in there. Because at the end of the day, because you stay faithful to God, God will make your faith fireproof. I got good news to let you know, my brothers and sisters. Here is a good takeaway point. There is favor in the fire. That there are some things that you'll only get by going through. And that's good news for us today, my brothers and sisters, because I think this text highlights for us the fact that when we stay committed to to God through the entire process not only does he make our faith fireproof but he also makes our favor foolproof I got good news to tell you my brothers and sisters not only will he encourage your faith but we also dispense his favor that's all I came to tell you so let me share what I think this text is conveyed. I know this is a familiar passage, so hopefully we can get some fresh water from a familiar where here it is, my brother and sister. The first principle that I think begins to give us in this text is that when we understand that our faith could be fireproof, the first thing we learn is that increased hostility leads to ineffective revenge. I'm here to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that the worst the enemy tries to do to you will end up backfiring on the enemy. <laughs> That's what takes place in as we began reading this. And I want you to understand that how these three Hebrew boys find themselves in this predicament is that even when you're right, you can end up being wronged. And so that's what happens because in order to understand what takes place in verse 19, you have to remember what took place in 16, 17, and 18. Remember, King Nebuchadnezzar erected this golden statue. Word got back to him that these three Hebrew boys were not bowing down to his image. So what does he do? He pulls them aside, says, listen, I'm going to give you one last chance. I'm going to do a special shutdown. Let the band play one time, and y'all need to bow at my image. But y'all remember what three Hebrew boys did. They began to say, bro, you obviously don't know who we are. We're not worried about 
what you do or what schemes you come up with. First of all, our God can deliver us. But if not, check this out. Even if we have to perish, check this. Uh, we're not going to bow or worship your God. Verse 19 picks up the thought because at that moment, King Nebuchadnezzar turns angry. He is upset in verse 19. Matter of fact, when you read the, the verbiage of the text, it seems to suggest that his whole countenance changed. His face shifts into rage, and now he's going to enact the condemnation and the judgment that he said would come as a consequence of them not bowing down. So what does he decide to do? He wants to throw them in a fiery furnace, and he gets some of his men to bind their hands and their feet. You got to catch this because when we look at this on its own on its own merit that's bad enough a regular fiery furnace and regular men binding them throwing them in the fiery furnace but notice because of his anger because of his narcissism he increases the hostility it's not just going to be a regular fiery furnace but I'm going to blow it up seven times hotter than normal and, and check this out I'm not just going to get any men to bind you up I'm going to get the strongest men of my army to bind your hands and your feet here is the interesting thing my brothers and sisters because I think it's important to note that first of all if I had time I would tell you it's, it's intriguing to me that the enemy decided to use God's number seven is always God's number and you got to be careful whenever you try to infringe on God's copyright however that's not what blesses me because if you study scripture the term seven times simply means uh, to be made as hot as possible See, if he really wanted to let them agonize, he would have lessened the heat of the fiery furnace. And guess why that would have been significant? Then they would have burned a lot longer. But he wanted to make it as hot as possible so that as soon as they touched the fire, instantaneously they would be killed. So uh, he gets his strongest men. Uh, he decides to tell them to get the hands uh, and feet of these three Hebrew boys. Uh, and the text says that they bind them up. Check this out. And they toss them in the fire. And what was supposed to instantly kill the three Hebrew boys... Uh, the text says it ends up turning the tables and killing the strong men that were binding up the three Hebrew. Y'all got to catch why that's significant, my brothers and sisters, because I did not tell you how the fiery furnace was constructed of that day. That, that day, it was not just some bowl, but what it was, was built on the side of a hill. You would have a large chute for which the flames would come out of. The person or whatever they were throwing in would go down a chute, and at the bottom there would be some repository where the heat would be manifested. No Notice, my brothers and sisters, uh, that they were tossed at a higher level uh, and they were tossed into something, but the flames, according to message translation, surrounded them but burnt the men. Y'all miss what I'm trying to tell you. Here, my brothers and sisters, what's intriguing is that God in his sovereignty understood that even though you may have to be bound sometimes, I am so gracious that I will destroy the things that got you brown. In other words, my brothers and sisters, that sometimes I'll use what you're going through to let you know that I always have your back, which ought to be a warning for someone in the house of God that ever entertains the thought of trying to mess with a child of God. Because whenever you are guilty of trying to mess with a child of God, be careful my brothers and sisters because the tables will always turn matter of fact some scholars have suggested that what caused the fire to not burn the three Hebrew boys was that a certain wind shift happened at the top of the fiery furnace that at that moment God sent a different wind that protected the men but burnt the strong men y'all gonna catch what I'm saying that at the last minute God decided to 
blow on the situation and it protected the three Hebrew boys but it ended up destroying the strong man see I'm here to tell you my brothers and sisters that's why you ain't got to cuss nobody out you ain't got to get mad you ain't got to send them a nasty email you ain't got to text them and cuss them no just know that if you trust God long enough he'll blow on some stuff and what was meant to hurt you I ought to have a few Bible readers and hear what you meant for evil God will turn it around for my good turn to somebody beside you and say neighbor be careful how you treat me be be careful what you say about me be careful because God can turn the tables and when God turns the table guess what happens God allows a favor to get us even though they want revenge here our text tells us something powerful that increased hostility leads to ineffective revenge that what the enemy tried to do against the three Hebrew boys God turned it around against them but there's something else in this passage of text. No, notice, not only do we see how um, that, that hostility oftentimes leads to ineffective revenge, but also note in the text that heated conditions lead to divine liberation. Now, here in the text, you won't shout over it, but it shouted me. That the first thing that I notice in the text is that the three Hebrew boys have been bound up and tossed in the fiery furnace. The first thing that caught my attention is they survived the fall. I see it because you rush, you rush to the loot scene and you rush to the fourth one in the fire. But to me, the initial shout is on the fact that when they were tossed in with no way to brace themselves, they survived the fall. Okay, this ain't for everybody because ain't none of y'all been tossed around, but there's a few of y'all that's been tossed before and the enemy thought the fall would kill you they they thought the lie would destroy you they they thought the scandal would cause you to lose everything but here you are and you survive I wish I had some people that can look over your life and say you know what I don't survive the fall I don't survive the layoff I don't survive being fired I don't survive being divorced I wish I had some real people that had some serious significant falls but here you are and what the enemy thought you wasn't gonna make it through you're still alive but the text takes an interesting shift and it's important to understand what happens. Remember, they're in the fiery furnace. This was heated so hot that as soon as their bodies were supposed to hit the flames, they were supposed to be consumed. So can you imagine as King Nebuchadnezzar is on the bottom, expecting just to see flames flicker, looks in a glass portal at the bottom of the furnace, and to his surprise, he sees something that doesn't make sense. He sees some figures in the furnace with their hands free and walking around. The Bible says that he begins to inquire of his people. Hey man, didn't we throw in them bound hand and feet? Yes, sir. Well... I got a problem because they went inbound, but what I'm looking at, they look free. See? Okay, I see, I see. This ain't gonna shout, but about 15 of y'all, because what if I told you that the thing you hated to go through was a thing God was gonna use to set you free? 
Okay, I know, I know, I know. That's over your head. I get you. I, what if I told you that the thing you were bored having to face was the thing God was going to use to fix what has held you back? What if I told you that God can use the fire to bring you liberation? I ought to have some people in here because that is how God is so powerful. He can take the heat out of the fire, but he can let that same heat that killed others free you from your situation. I ought to have somebody that can testify. Listen, that's why when I come to church and I lift up my hands, I ain't trying to be cool. I ain't trying to be cute. I ain't trying to do the cliche Christian thing. I'm lifting up my hands because I'm telling the Lord I'm free. I wish I had some free people in here and the reason you free is not because you read the most scripture the reason you free is not because you dotted every I and crossed every T no you free because you got in the fire and what was supposed to kill you ended up freeing I get it but that ain't that ain't just it because it don't just say they're free but he says Nebuchadnezzar in his observation says he saw them walking around now, this is intriguing to me because my thing is, here he is, they're free now. They were bound, but now their hands are free. But they also decide not to allow the fire to limit their mobility. I see why you can't shout. And that's why, I, and that's why I'm your preacher. I know. But you can't shout because oftentimes we have been numbed based upon our English perspective of Scripture. But when you read it in its original language, Daniel, majority of it is written in Aramaic. When it talks about being walking around, the real term says, if it's defined correctly, they were free and walked around with joy. So it was not a casual stroll. It was, it was not a pacing back and forth. It, it almost seems to suggest they were hopping around in the fire. It was not a slow drag. It, was, it wasn't a slothful move. They, that for some reason they were shimmying and, and shaking in the fire. And I know, I know, I know why some of you can't appreciate that. Because for you it makes more sense to have joy when you get out. But a real test of the maturity of your faith is that while you're still in the fire, can you still okay this ain't for everybody but I need to talk to some folk that's why people have been looking at you uh, and they're wondering why you still got a smile on your face uh, why you still walk around with your head held high and they've already seen the foreclosure papers they seen the divorce papers they they seen all the issues been going through uh, but yet you still smiling uh, still got a pep in your step and what you want to tell me is baby I'm not tripping because what I'm going through uh, because this joy that I have the world didn't give it and the world can't I wish I had some people matter of fact touch you somebody don't just touch anybody find somebody else that seemed like they got joy and said neighbor I got joy I can still be in the fire and shout I can still be in the fire and dance I can still be in the fire and lift up holy hands why because my joy is not predicated on where I am my joy is predicated on what's on the inside of me But I get it. I get it. Because I understand. I'm with you. I'm your preacher. I'm your main man. I'm your role dog. I get it. Because for me, surviving the fall, freed hands, walking around with joy sounds good. But then we learn the secret sauce of what caused them to experience this liberation in the fire. And it once again is exposed by King Nebuchadnezzar. 
Because as he sits there, he says, all right, the hands are free, and they're walking around. But I got a problem because I'm counting, and my math ain't adding up. I see, I see one. Um, I see two. I see three. But I see four. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Shadrach, I know. Meshach, I know. Abednego, I know, but hold on. How many, hey guys, how many did we put in the fire? You put three in, King. Okay, hold on. You said three. Okay, cool. One, two, three, four. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm confused because I can tell three of them. I can tell who they are, but this fourth one look a little strange. He, he don't look like the rest of them, man. Matter of fact, if I was to make a deduction and try to figure out who he was, to me, he looks like the son of God. Y'all miss what I'm trying to say. Even King Nebuchadnezzar had to realize that when they went in it, it went in three, but they found four in the chiral count. In other words, my brothers and sisters, we see now how they survived the fall, how they were freed, and how they walked with joy is because the Son of God was already in there. I wish I had some witnesses. Can I tell you why some of y'all ought to shout? Because if it wasn't for the fire, you wouldn't know that God was rolling with you. Sometimes uh, the reason you ought to celebrate and embrace going through the fire is because it's cool to talk about that God. God is able when you ain't going through nothing but it's a whole nother thing while you're in the middle of it and you need him to be your strength you need him to be your peace you need him to be your joy see some of y'all you think you know him but you don't know him until you go through the fire because when you get in the fire you realize it was him there the whole time look at somebody and tell him I thank God I met him in the fire see some of y'all met him at Sunday school some of y'all met him at vacation Bible school and some of y'all met him on the internet but can I tell you my testimony I didn't meet him in none of them places but I met him when I was in the fire I met him when I was going through I met him when I had pain in my body I met him with a bad diagnosis look at somebody and tell him I met the Lord in the so he tripping can't even acknowledge it and if I had time I would tell you that shouts me because the presence of God is so powerful in the fire that even your enemies got to acknowledge he's with you. Whew, that went over your head. I understand. What if I told you God is going to show up in such a prevalent way that even your haters got to say, you know what? The only thing I can say is God got to be with him. Help me, Holy Ghost. Okay. Check this. So, so what does Nebuchadnezzar do? He, he just says, all right, I need, I need to get this straight. So, so Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come out. Those three come out. And, and I'm intrigued, y'all. Y'all humor me for a minute because remember, he saw four, but only three came out. Now, now the text doesn't allude to anything. We don't hear anything else. There is no other mention of it. But can y'all allow me just for a few moments? I, this may sound like eisegesis, but just, just humor me for a minute for can I, can I just tell you what I believe the fourth one, what, what he's doing and where he is? Can I tell you in my mind where the fourth one is? Still in the fire. I hear you. I know you're saying, well, that don't make no sense. They already out. I get you. But now Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego don't need them. So he doesn't follow them out. He stays in there. You're saying, why stay in there? 
Because he knows some thousands of years later, there's going to be some folk that showed up at Tabernacle Baptist Church. At the 945 experience. That's getting ready to go in some fight. And he wanted me to tell you the reason I stayed in the fight is I needed you to know that before you even get in it, I'm already, oh shucks, I feel like having church. Look at somebody and tell them, see, that's why I ain't scared. That's why I ain't going to lose my mind. That's why I ain't going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puss. Why? Because it doesn't matter what I go in it because I believe he's already there. Can I get some folk in the house? Maybe you're in the balcony. Stand on your feet and celebrate the fact you got a God that stays right there in there, that you're glad you serve a Savior, that before you get in, he's already there. Before you got a problem, he's already the solution. Touch somebody and tell them he'll be there when you get there. He tells us, be seated. Listen, he tells us increased hostility leads to ineffective revenge. He tells us in this text that heated conditions leads to divine liberation. But then also notice this portion of the passage. Skeptical examination leads to an untarnished witness. So they get out. Check this out. This is what's crazy. And I'm about ready to roll. Check this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get out. And King Nebuchadnezzar is beside himself. He does not know how they made it out of the fire which was supposed to instantly kill them. I mean, it ain't just about them being in it and surviving. It was so hot that they should have been consumed on impact. So the mere fact they made it through is a miracle. But now he's got to get some examination because he needs to explain to them and to others how they made it out. But I didn't tell you that in his haste to destroy them, he failed to do a fundamental thing that most condemned criminals have happened to them. Most condemned criminals before execution get stripped of their clothes. Now you're wondering why is that significant? Well, in antiquity, especially in Babylon, your clothes represented your status. Remember, these are not ordinary citizens. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in the royalty of Babylon, which means their clothes represent their favor so he throws them in assuming not just will their bodies burn but their clothes burn as well but when they come out on the other side not only are they free they still have the symbols of favor intact which lets me know that fire can't consume your favor so what does he do? We need to examine him. Something's wrong. So can you imagine as he put Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego up and he brings the best of he had. He said, man, check them. And can you imagine their surprise? Because they had seen them in the fire. So they decide to examine, lift up their arms. They're trying to find any kind of semblance, maybe some residue, maybe a singed thread, maybe a button that burned. And the more they examine them, they realize their coat's not burned, their turban's not burned. It's almost as if they didn't even go through the fire. But surely something's wrong. So they decide finally to use the final test that should say, even if they don't have the appearance of the fire, they should at least smell like smoke. I mean, anybody here, if you've been around any amount of smoke, it, it don't take much to get in your clothes. It's, you can pass by people that just smoked and, and, and it'll get on you and people assume that you're smoked. So surely they say, what our eyes can see, surely our nose can detect. 
But when they put their nose to the clothes of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was not even a smell of smoke. Which means if you did not know or see that they were in the fire, you would assume that they didn't go through anything. Matter of fact, to put it in better vernacular, they don't look like what they've been through. Okay, uh, okay. Maybe I need to call the road because I believe that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego ain't the only ones that have the testimony that they don't look like what they've been through. That's why some folk have a hard time accepting your testimony because in their mind, you had, you, I mean, you could not have survived what you went through and look as good as you look. No way could you have went through that and still have your mind together, weave party good, shoes shined up, dress and look. I wish I had, that there's no way that after all you've experienced that you can still have yourself together like you do. That's why my brothers and sisters, some folk do not even understand what they're sitting next to because they keep looking at you and assuming uh, because of what you look like uh, that you ain't been through nothing but do me a favor and just turn around do a little 360 in your seat uh, and say neighbor please examine me please uh, and I'm here to tell you you can check me up and down uh, and that's cool and copacetic and I know I don't look like what I've been through uh, but let me tell you I've been through some stuff uh, I've survived some situations uh, but here's the good news today my brothers and sisters uh, what you can't tell on the outside uh, let my praise be my testimony. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help me here. Matter of fact, I need to know who can holler in the building for the simple fact that because of God's grace upon your life, you don't look like what you endured. Oh, the divorce was bad, but you still got favor. The breakdown was bad, but you still got favor. Look at somebody and say, baby, I'm about to holler up and down this place because you don't know like I know what the life has done for me. Uh, lean over to somebody and say, neighbor, can I just go ahead and shout for just one mi quick minute? Uh, because I'm starting to get a flashback for what he brought me through. Uh, I'm starting to get a flashback for how he kept me. Uh, I'm starting to get a flashback for how he kept my heart uh, and my mind in perfect peace. Uh, do I got any survivors in the house that can look over your life and said I made it through? And the good news is, I don't look like what I've been through. Goodbye, church. May the Lord bless you real good. But the Bible says when Nebuchadnezzar sees them, he makes a declaration, oh, most high God. Because in that moment, my brothers and sisters, and now the story is revealed. Because now King Nebuchadnezzar admits that the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego has no peer in Babylon. Now, you got to understand why this is significant. Because in that day, they believe that when a country defeated another country that meant their God was better than their God which now puts Daniel 3 in the proper perspective because now the reason has unfolded about why he let Shadrach Meshach and Abednego go through the fiery furnace and bring them out on the other side it was not just for their benefit but also for King Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon because God was not just trying to reclaim his time but he was also trying to reclaim his name because he 
wanted them to know if I can save the three Hebrew boys that proves that I'm the kind of God that can keep you when you can't keep yourself which means the reason I brought them out is I needed a witness that can tell the world there's nobody like me matter of fact do me one last favor grab a neighbor by the hand shake that neighbor's hand and say neighbor it now makes sense why the Lord kept me it now makes sense why the Lord healed me it now makes sense why the Lord did what he did it's not so that he could do it for me but there were some folk that doubted him and needed to know can God do it well neighbor you're grabbing the hand of a miracle today shake that neighbor's hand and said neighbor you're grabbing the hand of a survivor today and if you want to know if God got power if you want to know if God is able just look at me because the God I serve he can do exceedingly and abundantly more than I can ask or think. Goodbye, church. May the Lord bless you real good. I, I got to get out of here. But the Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar decided to bless the three Hebrew boys. He prospered them. He gave them material rewards. He gave them national reputations. And he gave them a job promotion. Because when you trust God, he'll always make you better on the other side. Slip your arms around the neighbor. Shake them like you love them. Shake them like they owe you money. Shake them like they did something to you. And while you're shaking that neighbor, said, neighbor, I got a word for you. Because when you come out of this, I got something to tell you. Be not dismayed. Whatever betide, God will take care of you. I ought to have a witness in the house. Lean over to somebody and say, he will take care of you. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? If you believe he will, open your mouth and shout it. Yeah. Shout it. Yeah. Shout it. Yeah. Shout it. Yeah. I can't hear nobody holler. I need to hear you in the balcony. Open your mouth and tell them my faith is fireproof. Shout it out. Three people tell him he'll bring you out. Touch three people, 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 he'll bring you out. Open your mouth if you know God will. Yes, he will. Won't he do it? 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 Shout it out! 
Everyone standing, I wish it. Oh, yeah. My, 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 my. Yes, he will. 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 Yes, he will.